Anxiety is an emotion characterized by feelings of tension, worried thoughts, physical changes like increased in blood pressure. It also has something to do with recurring intrusive thoughts or concerns. Let's talk about anxiety and how to handle it in the context of training, meaning you're new in the environment or in the industry, or while you're taking calls, if you're working in the call center, or also maybe when you are faced with difficult situations. So it can be applicable to a lot of things. Hi, this is Rhea. You're listening to In Reality, where we talk a lot about career, adulting, and entrepreneurship. Obviously, I'm not a doctor, so I'm not diagnosing anything. And besides, I've added a disclaimer that you should not be taking this video as a medical consultation. And if you need help with your anxiety, you really have to contact a licensed professional. But based on research from mayoclinic.org, the signs of anxiety include feeling nervous, sense of impending danger, panic, or apprehension, we have increased heart rate. These are now the physical uh, effects of it. We have hyperventilation or you're breathing rapidly, you're sweating, trembling, you're weak or tired. And then you have trouble concentrating or thinking about anything other than the present worry that you have. And this is usually caused by an event or activity. Uh, it could be a reaction to your stress as well. Something that Healthline.com mentioned is that it is often or normally a healthy emotion. It becomes a mental health issue if it's excessive or it happens regularly and it affects your quality of life. What are some of the situations wherein you feel anxious? It can be your first day of school. Um, your job interview. It can be a new job, just fitting for this context that we're talking about. Maybe public speaking, um, not necessarily in front of an audience on a stage, but maybe in the classroom, if it's in school, then possibly, or maybe during training, or maybe even if you do your training online, you know, you still get anxious when you know that there are a lot of people listening to you talk. And another one is taking a test, which can happen in school, which can happen in your training as well. If you're wondering if I've ever felt anxious before, the answer is absolutely. I always feel anxious in situations wherein I don't know what to expect, most especially. And when I started training in the BPO industry, I was anxious because I was a newbie, so I did not really have any experience in the industry. And it did not help that most of my batchmates were all experienced. I think there were only like two, three of us who did not have experience in a group of 14. But eventually, I really got the hang of it because all of them were super helpful. I also felt super anxious during my first ever mock call. It was a graded mock call. I talked about this in the previous episode about becoming a telephone banker. You can check it out on this channel as well and also on Spotify. And so that time, I really had heart palpitations that it brought me to the clinic. Although I did well in that call, I was super, super nervous. You can just imagine because I had heart palpitations. I don't even drink coffee. So 
I knew for sure that was the only reason why I got super nervous and I got super worried that I might fail that mock call. Now, there are a lot of other situations where I would feel anxious. I just usually don't show it. So it just means that when someone appears confident in front of you or when someone appears to be put together or someone is knowledgeable, it doesn't mean that that person doesn't feel anxiety as well, I guess. Like a lot of us do feel that from time to time and it just becomes more excessive and more of, of a mental health issue. I, I don't want to say issue because it does sound problematic. It can become problematic if it's excessive, but I want to say that a lot of people go through it and so it's okay to talk about it. It might be an issue or a problem, but it doesn't mean that it's a negative thing. It's just that we're humans and we go through it. So here are some tips that I can share with you. Some of these are really, really simple that you often forget, but hopefully these will help you. So my first tip is to take a long, deep breath before and after a call. Uh, Sometimes, you know, like in my case, we did not have after call. So we would receive one call after the other. Sometimes even even if I haven't completed my closing spiel yet, there would be another call that would come in if the customer would hang up right away. And so there's really no time to breathe. So just in case you are like me who did not have time to breathe before and after the call, you can take a break within the call, not a long break, but just allow yourself to breathe, inhale and exhale. Make sure you put yourself on mute first though. And if you feel that your nerves are already starting to panic then that's what i always always say just that's what i always do like so just let the air out and then inhale and tell yourself i can do this i can do this the power of your mind and your words are so so great don't underestimate them it can really give you the boost that you need especially in that particular situation wherein there's really no room to take a break to breathe after a long call so speaking of the power of mind and words you have to work on your positive affirmations sometimes the only problem with how we do things or our day-to-day life is how we think about it so it's really more of a mindset thing and it helps if you turn your negative situation into a positive one by eliminating your limiting beliefs. When I say limiting beliefs, these are the things that you'd always tell yourself that are negative and that are limiting, but are not exactly true. So for example, when you tell yourself that I can't handle this call anymore, I'm going to pass out, I'm going to cry. If you tell yourself that, then that's definitely going to happen. You're manifesting negative energy. So instead of saying that, you have to turn it around and say something like, I can do this. I will just take it one instruction at a time, one step at a time, and I'll be able to resolve this issue. You have to have that kind of positive self-talk within you. Use positive affirmations. Tell yourself that you can do it and manifest it. Say it out loud if you need to. Write it if you can. Just tell yourself that you can do it and you will do it. I know it sounds a bit vague or a bit like you know, woo-woo kind of thing, but it's really true. I can't tell you enough about how manifestation helped me in my life. And I've said in the previous video that I should make a video about manifestation, but 
not sure when that's going to happen. But the idea is that you have to clearly visualize what you want to happen in your life. So if you want to narrow it down to the aspect of, let's say, training or just taking calls, what do you want to happen exactly? So if, if that was me, then I would think of something like, I super love this training. I'm going to pass all my exams. I like helping this customer in this call. I'm going to resolve this issue. So you see what's happening there. You are manifesting the good things to happen, even though they did not happen yet. Because the truth is, why would you waste your time, effort, and energy in thinking about something bad when it hasn't happened yet? Why are you going to spend your time thinking or telling yourself, I'm going to fail this training, I'm going to fail this call, when it takes the same effort to say something positive about yourself? It takes the same effort to tell yourself, I'm going to pass this training, I'm going to pass this call. So why are you focusing on the negative part when you can just focus on the positive part and you're spending the same time, energy, and effort? So which one would you choose? Are you going to linger on the negative or on the positive? Now, the next thing I want you to understand is that you don't just manifest it by saying those words out loud or by eradicating or eliminating your limiting beliefs. You actually have to take steps to make them happen. So when you say, I'm going to pass this training, it doesn't just magically happen. When you tell yourself, I'm going to be a millionaire, it doesn't just happen. That's an extreme example. But it doesn't just happen if you don't work for it, right? So if you're going to tell yourself that this day is going to be a good day, then that day is going to be a good day. But the thing is that the only difference between a good day and a bad day is your attitude, right? So if you make it a bad day by you know, becoming upset, always mad, always irritated or impatient, then it's going to be a bad day. But if in every call or in your, during your training period, you are very open to... Um, things that might happen that you won't like, like, for example, you got called out or you made a mistake during your exam. Maybe you said the wrong thing to the customer. Yes, you may get upset, but you have to work on it as quickly as you can. I also mentioned in my previous video, stop over apologizing either to yourself or to anyone. What you need to do is to apologize once if it's your fault and then move on, move forward right away to the resolution, fix it, and then move move on to the next one. How do you actually achieve that thing that you want to manifest? Say you want to pass your training, you want to pass nesting, you want to get a perfect QA, then you have to do something tangible, something actionable. And what is that? Prepare and study, right? The only way for you to understand what you're doing at work is by preparing and studying your material. I've always been one of the most prepared people. <laughs> I don't like to be surprised. So every time um, I need to do something, I need time to prepare for it. Like maybe for my lessons when I was a trainer, uh, especially when I was starting and I wasn't familiar with the lessons yet, I would always take time to prepare. Before I became a trainer, I had my trainer demonstration uh, for me to become a lead trainer. So for me to pass that, I had to prepare for how many days. And I did ace that trainer certification program because I prepared. It was just a one-hour demonstration for me, but I prepared days for it and I aced it. 
So, you know, the power of preparation is really, really important. If you fail to plan, you are planning to fail. And when you're in training, the way you can prepare is, of course, by studying your material. If you don't have enough material to study for, you have to be proactive. You don't just wait for your trainer to tell you this is what you're going to study next. This is where you can get resources. This is what you need to do. If there's something unclear to you, you have to be proactive and ask your trainer directly. Don't be scared to ask and don't just accept everything. You have to be critical about the things that you are accepting or consuming use all the resources possible a lot of newbies are scared to ask questions and i admit that's probably one of my um, weaknesses when i started i just want to like sit back and do the things that my trainer would tell me if that's what the trainer said then i'm gonna accept that there's no mystery to it it's not magic it happens every single time when you prepare and study you will pass you will fail if there's something super unexpected that affected that entire situation. But that, I would say, is an exception. If you studied everything that your trainer told you to study for, then you should be good. Sometimes you will fail your call. Sometimes you will fail your QA. Sometimes you will fail your customer satisfaction survey. But there are a lot of factors affecting that. But then again, if we just linger on that failure and not move forward from it, not learn from it, then you know, you will not get anywhere. You'd always have to like move forward right after that fall. Um, I think one of the good things about uh, being in that high-performing industry or, you know, an industry wherein your performance really matters is that you get to, you know, move on from one call to the next and make sure that each call you will just learn. You know and you improve from your mistakes it also helps to be early even if you're just working from home or you're training online it helps to be prepared like a few minutes or a few hours before your actual training or before your actual shift because uh your brain can only handle so much so if you're there on the spot um, it might cause you to panic or uh, be surprised if there are like something new that's going on in your industry. So you have to allow for some time to prepare before your actual training or shift. And also sleep well and get enough rest. If you don't get enough rest and you're working at night, then that's going to be a recipe for disaster. And I know that may be quite confusing because sometimes when you're anxious, you're having a hard time sleeping, right? So it goes around in circles. And when you're having a hard time sleeping you're tired at work you're not able to concentrate and so that might cause you to fail your tests it might cause you to fail your calls and then it just goes from there so you have to get to the root cause of it and if it's a lack of sleep that's causing you anxiety causing you to get tensed or like panicky every single time then you have to address that i have a video about tips for night shift employees that might help you so you can check it out i'm going to link it up there definitely take a break when you can it's super important in every company there should be breaks if you don't have breaks then that's not good so in training you usually have like one hour lunch um two 15 minute breaks your trainer may adjust that it depends during a call or a shift when you are already taking calls it might be a bit different and 
usually it's like every after two hours but it might be a bit earlier or not it also depends but make sure that you take advantage of those breaks to leave your station and go somewhere else to distress and just, you know vent out if you need to so that you feel a bit more refreshed when you go back to your station earlier i mentioned something about positive affirmations and eliminating your limiting beliefs the next thing i want to share is that you have to understand that what you're doing is actually helping. Customer service is people helping people. So think that it's an opportunity to help customers. It's not just a job that you do, although obviously it's a job that you do, but you get the drift. In your job, you get to help people, right? And how cool is that? You get to help people with their concerns and their needs. That's some kind of fulfillment right there. If you really are um, serious with your job and if you're committed, whatever type of job that is that allows you to help people, it's going to be super fulfilling. And when you know that you, you will have that kind of fulfillment in yourself, you will eventually like accept it naturally and stop resisting it. So when you're anxious, you're there, you're taking calls, but you're dreading every single second of it. It's not going to help. So instead of resisting that, why not accept it, right? Why not just tell yourself that this is an opportunity for me to help and that's cool. That's going to be, you know, really a great thing to do. You get to help different people, even though they're strangers, right? you also have to understand that when your customers call you are on their side you are not their enemy even though you might argue because of company policies and all of those things you also have to let them understand that you are in it together you're not against the customer you're just going to have to channel that into the conversation and make the customer feel that you are on his or her side when you think about it that way you kind of like lift that worry off from your shoulders because you know that you're working with the customer not against the customer so how bad can it be and even though a call might actually get disastrous at some point you know for yourself that you're not going against the customer right so it might be easier said than done because when you assist so many customers in a shift it gets super tiring and exhausting uh, but what i do is i really just take it one call at a time and when I say that, and I always say that, what I actually mean is that when you have a call, you own that call right now. You have to be in the moment and not be thinking of the next call, not be thinking of the last call, but really give your all your attention to the customer in that particular call. And then when the next call comes in, you try to forget the previous customer and just focus on that particular call next thing I want you to understand is that you don't have to go at it alone. You have to know where you can get help. When you know where to get help, where to get the right answers, it reduces your anxiety because you know that someone out there is ready to help you. Or if there's no someone, then at least there's a tool that can help you provide the right answers i think it helped me a lot when i was still taking calls because we were really supported all throughout i really felt the support as early as our transition period and that was the time when we were just done with the classroom training and we were already fed to the lions and we took calls for the first time 
we had mentors and we had our supervisor, we had our trainers to help us during the calls, and we also had a frequent coaching session. So I felt at ease because I knew that there were people who could help. And what's best about that is we had one of the best tools out there. I really, really loved knowledge base that we had because it contains like 99% of the answers, I should say. And if it's not there, I mean, you can always call your supervisor. I got a comment before telling me that it's so hard to get help when they're like working from home, especially for newbies, or they, or they are taking calls from home because there's really no one there to assist right away compared to when you're in an office or when you raise your hand, someone's going to go to you and help you right away and do side by side or listen to the call. Uh, but when you're online, like you have to wait for that person to respond and that doesn't always happen as quickly as you want. And that might be one of the downsides of being a newbie and working from home at the same time. So I suggest before you actually take calls, you have to clarify where you can look for answers or where you can ask for help whenever you need to. Very important for someone who's just starting. But, you know, when you're a veteran or you are already doing it for a long time, I think for the most part, you already know what to do. And even though things go wrong, you kind of know how to handle it. At least that's how I felt. I would still feel anxious, even though I was already taking calls for quite some time. Like every call is different, but the only difference is that when you have been taking calls for quite some time, you kind of get used to it, that even though you don't get the answers right away, you become more confident of telling the customer that you don't have the answers right away and that you need to find it. So, you know, it, it becomes better as you master the process of taking calls itself, not necessarily the knowledge that's involved or the tools or whatnot, but the actual process of taking calls, the actual field of taking calls, once you master that, you become more confident and the anxiety begins to decrease. The anxiety just lessens over time. Now, if you're a newbie, don't worry too much about metrics just yet, especially when you're starting. Usually, when you're still starting, uh, the management would give you metrics that you can handle and eventually they will adjust it uh, based on how long you've been taking calls or how long you've been in the company. So it's pretty understandable if you don't hit your goals or your metrics right away, especially if it's just your first week. So don't be so hard on yourself. Even if you're in your first month, you're still adjusting. So don't punish yourself too much if you don't hit it. Then just know why it happened or why you got that score and then learn from it and apply it to your next call. So if the metrics for your performance is making you anxious, know that it is something you can definitely control and that you're coachable. You can always ask your supervisor or your trainer what went wrong and then they will coach you so that you can do better the next time. Okay. I want to end this episode by saying that for you to at least reduce your anxiety, you have to know exactly what to say when you don't know what to do. This has something to do with what I mentioned earlier about you know, becoming more confident when you have been taking calls for quite some time. But even when you're still a newbie, you can sound confident even if you don't know exactly what you're doing or you don't know what you need to say. It's just that you have to be confident by saying that 
elevator pitch or one line that you will tell your customer if you don't know what to say next. So in my case, I would always say, that's a very good question, Ms. Smith. Uh, please allow me a minute or two to check that out for you. So even though the customer asks you a question and you don't know the answer, you don't go silent mode over the customer or you don't go panicking and crying because you don't know the answer. You already know that you have a pitch for it. You can answer right away. It reduces your anxiety because you know that the customer would not be waiting in dead air for you to answer the right thing. Uh, and just think that after you've said your elevator pitch or your statement, you put the customer on hold, you ask for help, or you look for the answers and then go back to the customer. You know, the anxiety comes in when you know that you don't know how to answer that question and then you're just there in dead air with a customer waiting for you to answer, right? That definitely would increase your anxiety level. So then again, practice that line, write it down, make it sound natural. Doesn't matter if you repeat it in every call, your customers won't know and you'll be good to go. Thanks for tuning in to this podcast episode. Follow me on social media by checking out the links in the description box. See you in the next one.